Are you ready for this? Let's get on the let's I'm get ready. on the mic. Let's get on the mic. I'm ready. I'm <laughs> ready. Oh my god! Wait, Lauren. can I show you the sunset? Look at this it. progressive let's sunset. Talk about a stoic. Early, and then flip one to the right. Woo! You need to stop looking at your phone because you get like eighteen thousand texts because you are a millennial. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey. Okay, are we gonna dive in or what? <laughs> yeah, well, let's dive right in. We are here. We're going to talk about day 26 and day 27. Day 26. Call three friends. Tell them you consider them family. Hi, Lauren. Hi, Clay. Hi, Lauren. Have I told you lately that you're like family to me? Lauren, I think that you and I were talking recently about what exact role I'll be playing in your wedding. So That's true. I'm thinking officiant and or flower boy. I honestly was thinking about this this morning. And I, I keep telling you, if you keep up the trajectory you're on, you're definitely going to be... At my wedding, uh, uh, if uh, not uh, in uh, it. Uh, 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 uh. Watch out, trajectory. Here I go, Lauren. You're you have one hundred percent scored an invite to my wedding. Thank you. Okay, so day twenty six, I made a list of like eight to twelve people that I'm obsessed with. Mm-hmm. I have a very good friend named Sarah who I met uh, working abroad one summer in Honduras back in like two thousand nine. She told me once, some friends you have for a reason. Some friends you have for a season, some friends you have for life. Oh and I have a lot of really good life friends, you know? Yeah. And you're that a, is your life best. friend, she's a life friend. Mm-hmm. And the fact that the idea that I get to call them and tell them that they're lifetime friends and that I want them to think of me as a family member as, and more than just a friend. So, what, how I, here's how I interpreted that mm-hmm. I interpreted that as I care so much about you that I want you to call me. Not just, you know, when you get the new job or when something right. goes really well. I want you to call me when you break your foot or when somebody's mean to you at work mm-hmm. or you're drunk in the middle of the night on the weekend. Like, th- just call me regardless. Right. So that's what I was trying to tell people when I called them. I love that. In my life, my friends genuinely are my family. Absolutely. I often have said I feel fairly disconnected from my family because we're just so different and have very different beliefs and different opinions on things. And so... My three peeps, Hillary, Paige, and Jess, are like my counsel. <laughs> but having those three in particular, and then many, many others, that the list could keep going. Yeah. Honestly, it's so humbling to write out your friends. Oh, my God. It's the most amazing thing. There's all those self-help books that are, you know, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with, and you're, you become your friends. It's honestly very true. Mm-hmm. I think it's like they complement your energy because I've had mm-hmm. a lot of a lot. Most of my closest friends have been like pretty depressive, like as a general rule. And it's not like I went out and tried to find depressed people. Mm-hmm. It's just that because I have a really bubbly personality, I think it's been a good or just because my default state is like, I'm great. Life is good. I'm so happy. Yeah. You know, I, like I call I, you a squirrel on cocaine. So, yes, <laughs> yeah, that's about right. In all sincerity, when I honestly reflect on my friendships, I am completely humbled because friends choose to be in your life. They choose to put up with so much crap. You show them your bad moods. You show them your bad decisions. That's the one that gets me. I make a lot of bad decisions, Mm -hmm. and my friends love me thick and thin through that all. Like, to me, that's the hallmark of a friendship. I mentioned my, my best friend Taylor is doing this challenge at the same time i mean we lived together for over two years and we traveled a lot and we've worked out you know we've done a lot of stuff we've had similar hobbies i mean 
when we lived in the same house and worked at the same job, we'll never spend this much time with our future spouses. Like, yeah, no, that's true. There's no situation where you spend 95% of mm-hmm. your waking time with another. Like that's kind of, that's in a pretty intense. Yeah. The thing that um is not bittersweet, but that like I wanted to keep in mind even during these phone calls is we're kind of in prime friend time right now. Oh, yeah. It's um, not going to get better than that. It's similar to like how college was also prime. Like my friend Paige now lives in Seattle and we see each other once or twice a year. Yeah. Um, and I just constantly remind myself like when I'm spending time with my friends or when we're in a conversation, There's like not that much you time need left. to soak this up Yeah. because one move could change that friendship from being a multiple times a week to a couple times a year. Yeah. And so it's just about like those friendships that mean a lot to you, making sure that you savor them and that you give them the attention that they deserve. A week and a half ago, I had a mystical transformative experience and I was sitting on my bed and looking out the window and it was like a very cool breezy day. And I had happy tears come to my eyes because Clay, you got a new job and you're moving to New York. Bye. Bye. Um, And it was as sad as I am to see you go. This year has been one of the hardest, most complicated years of my life. And I genuinely don't think I could have made it through this year without you being in my life every day. Thump, thump, thump. That's my heart just beating at you, Lauren. (laughs) And, you know, the other thing with friendships is not only is it great that we have lifelong friends and people we met in the past, but that each day, essentially – we have the opportunity to potentially meet new people in our lives who can transform 100%. it. The so, thing that I'm most grateful for is that technology, you know, there's so many friends I have like Jocelyn and Taylor and Ben and Jesse and like that are just spread out. Like Jesse lives in Tokyo and yeah. Ben lives in Seattle and I have a couple of really close friends from when I lived in London. I'm kind of lucky where because we have iPhones and can do iMessage and FaceTime audio that like regardless of what time of day it is when I'm awake – I have a close friend in a time zone. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's like one per time zone. There's like one in Tokyo, <laughs> one in California. You know, like the one. mental breakdowns at three today. I call Jesse. The mental breakdowns no, at seven. I call <laughs> somebody in London, Claire or Kay. Honestly, though, no, I do think. With, so, summing up this challenge, I think telling people what they mean to us is really mm. important. I also think about a couple of friendships who aren't in my life any longer, and I wish I would have done a better job letting them know how much they meant to me. All right, Clay, let's talk about day 27. Day 27. Write a list of everything stressing you out. Note what's in your control and what's not in your control. So, Lauren, I both looked forward to this challenge and dreaded it because mm-hmm. I have the silliest thought processes and they just run and run and run and run and run and it's so easy for me to make a list of the things that stress me out so the list i I read was like am i going to be fat my whole life am i ever going to have children how hard will it be to get pregnant can i really start my own company will i ever make enough money will my new roommates like me will i be happy in new york will i be successful in my, my new job even in the process of writing the list of the things that stressed me out because i knew i had to sort it out into like things you control and things you don't control yep as I was writing the things stressing me out, I'm like, not within my control, not within my control, I know. not within my control. I think it's something you have to internalize. I agree. I think – and I some friends have been like, yeah, the episodes are good, but, like, 
they're a little redundant. And I'm like, exactly. That is the point. Because otherwise, if you just <laughs> Thanks, try... feedback trolls. <laughs> You're a little redundant. You know, why don't you put that in the, the feedback jar? <laughs> yeah. I'm pointing to the trash can. Yeah. Um, no, but the redundancy is a good thing because... That's what the whole point... That's, you said that last... Yeah. In one of the recent episodes, which is that all the same themes keep coming up. Practice every... by doing. Yeah. Exactly. I genuinely... I've said this and because... I think people on the podcast just hear kind of like our day-to-day mopey-dopey-doo. Yeah. I'm changed from the damn challenge. So, and you know that. You've seen it too. At work, it, it is completely it different. with Lauren. It happens where she's saying something and she's complaining about something. And then after she's complaining about it, she says, good, I've complained about it. Now I'm moving I'm on done. to the next thing. Yes, and I do. And my mood, I think, is way more stable. I think your mood's better. For me, I mean, obviously, I quit my job and I'm moving cities and, you know, it took a Which little. Which is huge. That's a bit. I mean, I've been in the same job for almost three years living in the same neighborhood. And you arguably have a life here that most people spend years trying to accomplish. Yeah, I have a very good, I'm very comfortable. And that's why I'm moving and doing a new job is because if I am genuinely reflecting on it, my life as it is right now is extremely comfortable and cozy, but it's not tenable. Like it's, I don't want this in five years. Right. So I have to move. I have to change. Yeah. And it's one of those, like, especially while you don't have, because I know you worry about having kids and a family. Once you have that, that's when the autopilot sets in, in terms of career and life. One thing that I've been mulling over in my journaling lately is the the thought, is it valid but not true? Mm. And I think a lot of these stresses. Oh, I'm so glad you're thinking that because so much of it is. Yeah. And when I was like writing down a lot of the stuff that's stressing me out, it's like, this is valid that is stressing you out, but these things aren't inherently true. So even like, will this person like me? Will I be able to do good at this job, this task? It's like, those are all very valid concerns. None of them are true or actualized yet. And all of it, I mean, that's like half of my list of things that are stressing me out. So, will this person like me? Will they like me at my new job? Will I make new friends? Will these other people like me? Will they approve of me? Will they think that I'm acceptable? Will they think that I'm funny? It becomes even worse when you start assuming things about people like no 100 this person doesn't like me it's like hold That's on a very number four thing to do i know enneagram God, being an enneagram four is a blessing and a curse and <laughs> <laughs> the hands of justice Depends there might be weighted a bit more towards the curse i know okay i'm excited for a number of reasons lauren number one we're almost done with this i know and i think we need to start thinking about the future what's next what's season two people what can they do if they have a suggestion for season two? They can email us at podcastoic at gmail.com. Podcastoic at gmail.com. If they even want a season two, they might all be like, I committed they're to like, this yeah, thing. They're like, yeah, no, they're good. They're, we're good. They're this like, was enough. I put, I accidentally <laughs> auto-subscribed. One thing I do want to say to our listeners, though, um, we're going to have a two-part finale. Uh, uh, and uh, one part uh. of that we want to hear from you, actually. We're going to post in the show notes the calendar for the 30-day challenge. Here's what we'd like you to do. Look at the calendar, pick one, do it yourself, and record a voice memo and send it into podcastoic at gmail.com. And we're going to have an episode that's just listeners and what they're doing, what you're doing, similar to our little audio notes. So please do that. And if you don't want to do that, then just delete the podcast because what the heck are you doing? (laughs) Excise us from your life. Forget whatever exists. You're never getting a phone call saying you're like family to me. I swear if you email me a voice memo and I like it. $5. You can go on a date with me for free. (laughs) She's buying the drinks. (laughs) Clay, um, very proud of you for your job, though. 
Well, so here's Because that was something you predicted I in know, like week well, one. I interviewed for the job on October 1st. Cray cray, which was the day I mean, one of the challenge. Here's the thing. Here's the true story there. I think that I mean, this challenge making me really focus on the future and also pushing us to get out of our comfort zone. Yeah. And think a lot about what we want out of our lives. Well, what are the things we value most? Yeah. And the true. So I got two things out of this challenge, right? I, I've quit my job. I'm about to start a new job. But I also came out of it with like a, I'm not proud of this motto because it's not very elegant or artsy, but my life motto right now is to live the best possible life I can and to help other people more than I help myself. Like the, nice here's motto. the two things that have stuck with me so far from the challenge, like really stuck with me. Mm-hmm. Getting out of bed early, not earlier because I don't really set an alarm, but just when I wake up the first time, not going back to sleep for another hour and a half. Yeah, getting so, up and getting going. What's the second thing? I've been carrying Nutrigrain bars in my book bag. Great. So that when I see somebody or somebody asks me for something. Yeah. Um, but I've had Nutrigrain bars and it's the most, it changes, it can take me out of a bad mood yeah. like that. Because there's somebody on the street, they're hungry, they ask me for something and mm-hmm. instead of ignoring them, I'm like, oh, actually, yeah, I have this Nutrigrain bar if you want it. And it doesn't matter what kind of mood or what's going on in my life. That just makes me feel better about myself. And it it normally leads to a nice, like, wow, thanks. Like, I appreciate that. The thing that this challenge did for me is, honestly, I think I've come out of it a more integrated person than I went into it. Some of my friends have heard the podcast. They've been like, you've been struggling with mental health? I'm like, honestly, no. If anything, I've just been more comfortable Talking talking about it, managing it, and having it just be me. Well, the more open you are about it, the easier it is to deal with. I know. It really is. Also, I'm so glad you mentioned all of the reasons you're moving to New York because I thought it was when I shit my pants incident. <laughs> I don't remember when, that when did you That it drove you away. Pants? Oh, yeah. You're making a joke. Yeah. I almost did shit my pants last night, like twice. I almost did just now. <laughs> Mwah! Mwah!